In this week's episode, we talk with comedian and co-host of the podcast, Punch Drunk Sports, about the stresses that kill our libido. Plus, is it okay for us to make demands on our partner's grooming habits? And anything else that might be on Jason's mind. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Hello, another episode of TNA Talk Sex. This is episode 116. Yes. You know, we've talked about this. You're my work wife. Every time I say that, I like I feel pride in like how long we've lasted. Because it, work you know, wife sounds hot. Too. It does, doesn't yeah. it? And I feel I need a work wife. I feel like I've committed exactly. to something. You know, yeah. finally. You are, yes, exactly. You <laughs> have become a serious commitment in my life. Yeah. Has anybody made the joke that I'm oh. like TNA and then I'm the D today? Has, has that been said yet? No. no. Nice. It hasn't. Awesome. Great. Yeah, yeah. It TNA is, yeah. and D. You're welcome to TNA and D. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we like to we like to bring in the the D, the D. aspect. Also, you know? would have accepted two hot chicks and a dipshit. So. Yeah. <laughs> you can call this that if you want. You're listening to the voice of Jason Tebow. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you can find him on Twitter at the Teeb. That's T E E B. Yep. By the way, T E E B. And uh, and you've been doing the podcast Punch Drunk Sports for like for years. Yeah, since uh, I think we started 2012. Uh, Sam Tripoli, who's a hilarious comic, and Ari Shafir, who's a hilarious comic, and now slowly getting famous and cocky about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much like if Howard Stern had a sports show. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of stupid bets. I mean, Ari had to wear a... We have a thing called Bag of Bets, which is probably our most famous segment, which fans just tweet things that if we get into an argument, we're like, oh, you're that confident about it. Let's go to the bag, dipshit. Oh. And then you pull it out. Whatever, whoever loses that bet, um, like Ari had to wear a diaper for 24 hours, oh, could not good. use a toilet. Um, oh, got one no. change of a diaper. No, wait, wait, that's it. That's but it. No. couldn't use a toilet. Does that for mean he could? Twenty-four hours. He could 24. pee in a bush, for example. You have to go in the diaper. Whatever you oh, have to I do. Okay. Whatever you have to do has to happen in the diaper, oh and then you God. can change it once. That's so you got to plan your moves. Did he have fair but, warning, or was it like he pulled it out of the bag and, and then the had no, no, no? We, we the diaper know, goes like, on and it starts. For example, hours. let's say I'm from Chicago, and and you know Sam's a Dodger fan. Um, and they are playing as we speak right now. The winner is going to go to the World Series, and we had a bet about it. And I'm like, fine, let's go to the bag. And whoever wins the series, the loser has to dress in drag and walk around Santa Monica Boulevard after midnight for one hour. Yes, that's wow. the bag. That's good. That is a bag. These are good. Yeah. So they're they're horrific. Every time you're like, God, please don't be anything stupid. Please don't, you know. But but were you sitting there with with Ari for 24 hours, like making sure that he. This well, happened? a lot of times you have to, um, there has to be a lot of proof. Right. Um, like I lost a bet <laughs> well, where I had to, I lost, a, Ari and I played golf against each other and we, you know, we streamed it live, the whole thing, uh, uh, the whole match and we edited it down and people could, could have bought that on iTunes. This was years ago. But the loser had to watch all two seasons of Whitney, which was, I think it was 22 episodes a season. So it was 44 episodes <gasps> in 48 hours. And you had to uh, uh, <laughs> oh periscope God. the entire time, oh which, I lost, which I lost. They're awful. There's this nothing is, in that bag that's good. Oh my people God, I want to come up with some. Feel free to do. You can tweet <laughs> yes. at, if anybody has any horrific thing. What do I we mean, hashtag? Uh, bag of bets. Hashtag bag of bets. Bag of bets. Can we yep. hashtag something that would like benefit us? Like they have to sure. come. Like you guys have to come. You, can, you know, we like, don't have a lawn date. to mow, but do we want it to know? But that sounds like fun for them. Yeah, I know. No, but yeah, we yeah, can make yeah, it really I mean, hell. Yeah. We can make it hell. You have to make out with two hot girls. He's like, oh, damn, I hope I don't lose this. No, 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 but we would make maybe it I'll be betting like, against the Globetrotters if that's the case. Maybe a rare positive one. I mean, it might be kind of funny to have something in there where you go, wait, this is awesome. Like the one lone, it's almost like um, like the Loch Ness Monster sighting or like, you know, something something rare. Or no, like a unicorn spotting like you yeah. know that in this bucket is an alleged <laughs> sentence that you might get to make out with tna together that's true. <laughs> yeah hey that's believe me true. you're Drawing. gonna want to go to the bag of bets more yeah. often then. put that in the bag and i'm in step it, step it up you know you have to be willing to leap over the lava to fixing get the, bets. the win <laughs> but so that's like a very popular segment i mean some of the other ones we've lost i had to wear a dildo on my head for an entire episode like a unicorn well, that's great what was rad was like so many people because that happened in, a couple years ago but that was in like um let's say like September, come Halloween, we got like 20 tweets of people that went as dildo corn uh, as Halloween, for Halloween. And they sent in the photos. Dildo oh, corn. absolutely. So you're just like, God, this, cre-. you know, and we were talking about this before we went live, but with podcasting, you don't, you can't really fathom how you touch people around the world mm. and the accessibility to, to it and now to us which without, I mean, you're a comic and you know, and you're a writer and you know how hard it is to just get 
your dick in the door. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, definitely yeah. my dick in the door. <laughs> Especially with, with two vaginas in the room. <laughs> really hard for you yeah, guys. Like, where yeah, where are <laughs> You know how hard it is okay. to get your clit in the door. But the thing is, is that <laughs> A little with this, we eliminate all of those middlemen. Yeah. You know, it's almost like how, remember when Napster freaked out the fucking entire music industry? That's what podcast is doing for television and radio, especially radio, terrestrial radio, and and, and for stand-up in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because yeah. they have accessibility to us without having to go through all these chains of people that make money off of us before we buy a sandwich. Right, yeah. Now that then they have to actually please us to like let us, you know what I mean, sell them. Yeah, Whatever, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. you're a bad person. I can't, you know, <laughs> like the company is doing bad things. I can't. Yeah. Or whatever. But it's like whatever you do, you can take, you know, you couldn't advertise on radio uh, if you were a bong company or a vibrator or a fucking cigarettes right. anymore or anything. So we, so you can go, okay, we've done this podcast for X amount of years. Who's my audience? Yeah. And what do they like to buy? So we were just like hitting up with bong. We had bong companies. We had weed delivery stores. We had um, sex toys galore. I, 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 let me tell you this. I know this is a sex show. Mm-hmm. There's never been really good male sex toys. Until and, the fleshlight. I was just about to ask about the fleshlight. Oh my criminy. Holy I had to I had to quit it. I had to throw it away. And, and it was like a real it was like a real breakup. Wow. Like now, I had to put you, it how often were you using it? You know, I had it they were a sponsor of ours, so we got a bunch of free ones. <laughs> and and then we like a bunch like we would give them to friends. And they, at that point in time they just came out. So it was like kind of expensive, like 200, 230 yeah. bucks or something. And I was like, nah, man, I don't need that. You know, I mean, I'm fine beating off. I'm old school. I'm 44. Okay, can we describe I got my for our listeners what a flashlight? Oh, yeah, of course. What a flashlight is is it's it really looks like a gigantic, almost like a clowny, cartoony Scooby Doo flashlight. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a flashlight. Like a flashlight. Like but if like you unscrew the top, uh-huh. it pretty much has the appearance of a vagina. Mimics, yeah. Mimics a vagina. And then the the so the back end of it, you can loosen it or tighten it. The tighter it is, the you more suction there can? is. The more suction there is. Oh my god! And then the loosen it, the more the looser it is. I didn't so know that. That is serious. <coughs> that is that is dangerous. No and now I'm <laughs> so a little. It makes, the, it makes it tighter. Hostile. Or not? I yep, feel absolutely. I feel hostile yep. and like Why? a little insecure as, as a woman. As you should. Not, that is a terribly I, thing where look I look I can't make my dildo grow. You know, I mean you can get different sizes, but I you yeah, know I use a vibrator no, and it's, it's like a You don't size. have one that's like I'm not tailored like, to your mood. Yeah. It's tailored to your mood. Exactly. Yes. You know this this right. flashlight is oh, this tailored is a brilliant to the mood. ideal though. We could make a dildo that's yeah, that, tailored to that our kind mood. of grows as you Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Pinocchio or whatever <laughs> the fuck you would call it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the liar, the liar, (laughs) (laughs) which all men are anyway, (laughs) right, right, right. You might as well just call a spade a spade. Um, But so then, so I had it for a few months and then I went to like a rough breakup and then I was like, I wasn't getting laid, you know, you're you're just striking out because when you go through a rough breakup, I feel like you become desperate, men and women both. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not going to get fucking laid. Uh, Let me just. Well, you're not getting laid and you feel the withdrawals. Yeah. (laughs) But so then I was just kind of like times was tough. (laughs) <laughs> and I had this box that I hadn't opened in like four months. And then it four months later, me. I would look like fucking Howard Hughes. Like, you know what I mean? I had nail boxes. I have jars of piss all over my bedroom. I haven't let, left the house. And de- like, it was it straight like up a lawsuit legit. <laughs> wow. It, I lo- I, it was great. And I had to be like, I'm out. Yeah, you're like, wow. not cool. But the worst thing about it is that you... Wait, did you have sex during this time at all? Because I'm wondering if sex... No, no. It, 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 and it was kind of like the topics you were talking about earlier, uh, which might be a good segue. It... Uh, I don't say it made me not. I didn't feel the urgency to make a real human connection with a woman because uh, I knew I could light. hit the finish light, finish line. You know, I get, yeah. could go home and like just beat up with this thing, and I'm like, hey man, I don't need the drama. And do you just twist off and clean out the back? That's the problem. <laughs> okay, yeah. The problem is you have a like. I don't know if women do this. this is actually a good question for you, but when men masturbate, and I'm 44, and I'm quite. You know, familiar with myself, um, and I have no shame in my sexuality. I think sexuality is very important. I think it's stupid that people are so ashamed about it. Thank um, you. I was raised by lesbians. I was, you know, I I, oh. I get, I understand women very well. My toilet seat's always down. Um, oh. But um, that's not to say you guys aren't <laughs> fucking problematic. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. We we need to well, yeah, our own when awareness. You, when, when men, I think when men are done masturbating, my my friend Joe Rogan has a great joke about it. Like when you're done, you just feel so stupid, and everything up until that moment, you know, because 
for the well, I don't want to say for everybody, but for the most part, men have a mess to clean up, and women don't have as much of a mess. I understand there's exceptions to that, right? But you just feel so dumb and humiliated as a man. What? Wow. You do when you come because now you're just you're. I'm Wait, when you only when you masturbate or after sex also? No, 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 no masturbate. No, just no, masturbate. masturbate yeah. Just masturbating because now you got this whole mess and now you, you got cum all over your chest and you're like, so you're well, like, what have I done? <laughs> I'm 44. Look at me, man. I got my pants around my ankles. I come all over my chest. My checkbook isn't balanced. I'm like, ah, Jesus. Has it come to this, Tebow? You know, you kind of do that. But with a flashlight, it's even more embarrassing because now you have dishes to do. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Because yeah, now you've yeah, got this thing yeah. you got to take apart. I got a dish strainer with like a fucking inside well, <laughs> out pussy sock and a fucking. To be fair, actually, the toy. I mean, you know, you depending on what you have, there are certain ones that have to like be washed and you want to like use certain soaps. Oh, you cool. know, you, well, yeah, for like, women, absolutely. Yeah. 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 We have to like rinse. So there yeah, is yeah. like a routine. But you know, in a, a way, we're, we're used thing to. That we don't have to deal with. Yeah. yeah we're yeah, we're yeah, used yeah. to some maintenance. So I think yeah. there's. So maybe well, there's a lack No, after I masturbate, I've actually been very grateful many times that I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have to like. Get clean up and anything, go or like you can just yeah. go to you know, sleep. I can just go to sleep. I can just pop up and pull my pants on and go to work or whatever yeah. the hell. The I difference do, between you know? men and That's women true. with awesome. masturbating, I think, comes down to this: is like, and I was thinking about this. It's an embarrassing story, but I'll be very honest. Please do <laughs> love it with dirty clothes. Like women are like, have I worn this? Have I worn? You know, if you're going through your dirty laundry and you haven't done laundry, but you got to wear something, and you're like, how many times have I worn this? Is this dirty? Did I just wear this the other day? This is still clean. And with men, when you go through your hamper, is like, is there cum on this or not? <laughs> Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. the difference of if it's clean or dirty. I actually, I just did a, speaking of with stand-up, I did a bit for my, I auditioned for that NBC stand-up showcase and I did a bit about like my laundry and how there's like women's clothes that, that like almost aren't washable. Like I have a couple of... You mean like dry clean only or you mean... They can be dry clean, but some are like... Uh, like I have this one jacket that's like leather and fabric. And so you you just don't. It doesn't ever get washed. Yeah. You like air it out. You I wear it for you two years it and the then window. you throw it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I kind of, I brought this up and of course went the extreme, but I was like, you know kind of dirty I'm, I'm wearing clothes that are like not washed ever they won't ever be but you're right there's but it's like you get away with it there's no detection oh. whereas you know the cum you're gonna have it's sticky sure, time. sure sure yeah there's like I, i've like buried socks where i'm like thank you for your service you know what i mean like you just like a white like the dead soldier like a white fucking cross and that's it like uh, i mean you know but look i as a woman you get wet like it's not i don't know where's the craziest place both of you have ever beat off Oh. Uh, no, I'm I'm very like I have to be like in my. You're one of those. Space. You're one, one of those that can't shit at a Denny's. No, no, yeah, I yeah. can. No, here's the thing. My mom, my mom was the kind of woman who was like she thought she's like Stephanie. I'll never poop in public because you are losing your personal power. You're giving it away. Oh, whoever's no. there, and I'm like, what? I'm gonna go take a shit. You know, like yeah. I, I'm fine pooping wherever I need to poop, but but with masturbating, it's like a little ritual. I don't know. I mean, yeah, not yeah. really. I just like it. I like my space. I'm kind of particular. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I, I think the the weirdest might be like when someone else happens to be in the room and you're That's like, true. I can't sleep. Like I have to get myself That's true. off. That would be the weirdest. Like, and someone... it, like, it's not someone you're in a relationship. Like, right. I, like, a, like, like, yeah, a well, I hope he's asleep or well, she's asleep. I, or right, right. Or Just thinking college of the, roommates or whatever. Right. The worst yeah. situation. I think my cousin, she'd gone to sleep and I kind of, you know, like looked over. We're in the same room. I'm like, is she sleeping? Yeah. Like I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be up all night. Like I need to, you know, de-stress. I'm I'm getting off. Sometimes and especially like the, you know, masturbating is so confusing like when you're younger you don't even know why it works. You just it just it's just Yeah, yeah, but so you're like, animalistic. Oh, and then as you get older you're just like, man, I just I can't sleep unless I fucking knock this out. Or sometimes I'll feel really bad. I'm in bed and I'm like, what's wrong? Like why am I up all night? And I go, "Oh, I haven't, I haven't come in a long time. Uh, hangover <laughs> it's been cure. A while. Fantastic hangover cure. Masturbating. Oh, really? Yeah. Masturbating. Absolutely. No, but that makes sense. Cheese. <laughs> no, no. Cheese? <laughs> cheese, really? Masturbating is so much more fun, but... Uh, yeah, masturbating is so much better for Slice of provolone will work, too. Yeah, we, we've talked about this on a few shows. It's like, yeah, like you're feeling bad, masturbate. Or even like morning masturbations, like meditative masturbation. I mean, do you think it's different for men? Like as a woman, I think it's incredibly. I think men masturbate healing, more in the morning. I think men masturbate more in the morning than women. Oh, for sure, and I and I'm encouraging our female listeners to to no, try I, it. Ninety percent of my masturbating is in, is within thirty minutes of me waking up. Wow. And you the know, other ten percent is like I can't sleep because you feel the urge in the morning, or you're like, this is good for me. I'm going to do it because in the morning. men wake. I mean, you, it's a known fact. Like men wake up hard. Men have had horny dreams all night. You wake up, you're alone. You know, if you hadn't had sex in a couple of days, you're just like, let me just knock this out and start my day. Yeah. The unfortunate thing for me is I think I'm an in-between. Like, I love having sex midday. 
And this is, goes along with my masturbation habits. Like, like I'll get up. I like to have my sacred, quiet morning time. And then around 10 o'clock after a few, few hours into my day, then I'm like, you know, I go to my room or whatever. Or if someone's there, I'll have sex. It's unfortunate, though, because <laughs> it's like midday. midday. It's like not ballpark, ballpark numbers. How many times a week do you guys masturbate? Okay. I had the, one of the most embarrassing moments of my life when I was in college. And I was a, I was a psych major. Where'd you go to school? Arizona State. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, I was the only nerd, hot blonde nerd at Arizona State. But uh, Buzzkill. I know. They hit I'm on sorry. you and you're like, I'm so Quite the opposite. I'm like, Quite I'm the fucking study. Anyway, whatever. So um, we had this like nerdy, dweeby TA guy who was managing the class. And we, as a, as a class, constructed a study around masturbation. And so everyone in the class had to turn in anonymously a slip of paper that said, how many times a week did they masturbate? Oh. Okay, right? You signed so, yours. <laughs> well, basically what happened was that I had just come from a meeting with the TA and so I was like late to class or something and like everyone had turned in their papers and somehow like, and so my paper was, it was very obvious that my paper was the one on top and it said 14 because I was masturbating like twice a day. And you're like, what, 20 at the time? I was, yeah, yeah, probably. And we also had to answer like, do you have a boyfriend or a partner? How often ah, do you have sex with them? Hysterical. How often do you orgasm? And how often do you masturbate and orgasm? So it was basically like I had a boyfriend, we were having sex, I wasn't orgasming at all, and I was masturbating like 14 times a week. It, but it was so, but, wow. And, like, and my nerdy TA was like, he was because <laughs> he knew it was mine, and I was mortified. of course you're the only person in the room getting laid. Oh yeah, yeah. I had you know that's really funny. I've had those moments too. There was I was once I at a like comedy a, show. I like a, I'm 47 other people like I'm not getting laid. I beat off 37 times a day. I come every time. No, no. And you're like, all, oh, no, I'm I had fucking the highest number. You had the I highest had the masturbation. Highest number. Mm. This, but I like of all the guys. So I'm either I'm like these fuckers are not being honest. Like I beat the guys. This is ridiculous yeah they're, they're not being honest right i don't think i don't think guys get honest because you know you always get teased like so-and-so beats off and it's like if the truth was being told you'd be like of course yeah and then you get older and it, you're just like fine with it yeah i mean but, I, I probably masturbate like every other day and i feel like i should probably do it every day i'm you know and then it depends if i'm having a lot of sex or i'm not and you brought up a good point like in college i actually had a boyfriend boy or whatever someone i'm dating where'd and, you go um, to school uh, I went to Columbia in New York. Oh, look at you. <laughs> we go to party schools and here's all fucking smarty pants. Where did you go to school? I went to Ball State University. <laughs> really? Ball How State University. Ball State? Yeah. I don't yeah, even yeah. know what that is. It's uh, right outside of Indianapolis. It's where David Letterman went to school. Oh, fun. And he donated a shitload of money to that school. So That's cool. Yeah, it's just a party school in Indiana. Middle of Indiana party school. Jake Gyllenhaal went to my school. There you go. You want to name I drop? Don't know. <laughs> I don't have a bunch I of nerds who don't beat off, I mean, apparently. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like half of Southern California went to my school. Right, right. <laughs> no, I, Woody uh, Allen with his fucking uh, limp cock went to your school. But I was dating a guy and I wasn't orgasming during sex with him. And that was the one time that I like had like I had masturbation mania. And I remember being late for certain classes because I would know I needed to leave. And I was like, I just, I just got to I got to come before I go. It's the worst. And oh, I would right. and I would, yeah, get myself up I before I left teased, for the classroom. But not like having a fall. That's that's what was happening. but yeah so i think yeah exactly you're like all revved up and you never get the release i think there is you know there is like a female blue balls now that i'm really in tune with my body my to i totally get absolutely a female blue balls 100 yeah yeah is. i yeah, totally yeah, feel yeah, yeah. like totally the ovaries aching i'm like what you can't leave me hanging how many times a day do you masturbate um, or a week a week sorry what time is it so i'm at 11 right now <laughs> now uh i would say probably five to eight what? Oh, wow. a, week. A, week, a week, a week, a week, a week, a week. Like a yeah, probably yeah, but every, that means twice in a day, at least uh, no, one of the days. Five to eight a week, every day, maybe a day where I get two in if it's boredom. Yeah. Kind wow, of yeah, impressive. Yeah. No, I, I kind of like the... I'm I think like, guys got to come every day. Yeah. And yeah, if you don't, sense. there's a buildup because you don't have to release stuff that's slowly being built up, built up. Right. You know? Yeah, no, we don't. Like, I think women not getting laid don't commit crimes. Yeah, totally. I like think women men become, become serial killers that are sexually pent up. Yes, you don't I, see that in women, but you see that but in men. Are these serial killers not masturbating? Too? No. Yep. Yeah, no, oh, absolutely maybe. correct. They're yeah, they feel because they feel that guilt of Christ uh -huh. and yeah. all that sort of Whatever stuff. Whatever they were taught. Yep. So they're not having or any they feel release. shame about being gay and not being able to be themselves. You did. Yeah. Those, look, those I guys. love the book Half the Sky. It won awards for you know writing uh, with these journalists, but they talk about. Um, I mean, I've mentioned it in Afghanistan, you know, I mean, these young men who will never even hold hands with a woman. They don't have enough money to uh, even see a prostitute. Uh, they don't have access. Wealthier men buy multiple wives, like all this stuff. They don't have any money. 
And and so they do hint at the fact that, you know, this creates unrest. I mean, you mm. have these young men in their prime. Uh, uh, I, what? Not, like, not, yeah. There's something yeah, about... Yeah, just the, bottled up and like lacking anything natural of like the human experience. That's what I was just going to say. There's something uh, uh, criminal about the last 200 years where uh, we deny the truth of a human experience and the human body that we're trapped in with the falsehood of the fear of religion. Yes. You That's know? a perfect time to take a little break. <laughs> I, feel like that was, I feel like that was a good statement. Did you have yeah. a th- thought? No, no, no. Let's go. Um, we're going to masturbate. We'll be right back. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now that we know the importance. <laughs> um, you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. Uh, TNA and D, please. Yes, and D is with us. Uh, we are talking with Jason Tebow from the podcast Punch Drunk Sports. And and what what's on the docket these you, days? You can join us uh, on uh, social media with join our conversation at TA Talk Sex. Get your questions in for the end of the month advice show and write us at advice at tatalksex.com all right we'll be right back awesome Greetings. We're back with TNA Talk Sex. Uh, we're talking with Jason Tebow. Hi. Uh, and uh, your Twitter again was T at Tebs. At the Teeb. T H E. We're going to get it right. E B. Yeah, right. At the Teeb. At the Teeb, yep. At the Teeb. And check out his podcast. You co host it with Sam Tripoli and Ari Shafir. Punch Drunk Sports. You can go to punchdrunksports.com and you can find everything. Old episodes. If you love sports and horsing around. If you like sports and. You know, and the bag of tricks. It's pretty much like if Howard Stern. I said this before. Like if Howard Stern had a sports talk show, we probably we do two hour episodes every Tuesday. We're live on YouTube at allthingscomedy.com dot uh, com every Tuesday from noon to two. And in two hours, we probably talk twenty minutes of sports, and uh, we probably talk the other you know ninety minutes ask- of what it's like to you know we're all between the three of us. We have fifty five years of stand up wow. comedy experience. Wow. I'm not saying that to brag. It's more of a masochistic sort of thing. But what it's like to do that, what it's like to be, what it's like to, because everyone's like, oh, man, I just want to move to L.A. And I'm like, well, then get ready to be broke for a decade. Mm. Everyone's like, I get so much Facebook like questions and advice, which advice. I love. Everybody I'm like, you know, I'm, I live in Des Moines. And I want to be a comic and I'm 20 and I want to drop out of college. Now, that's exactly what I did. But I didn't have podcasts. I didn't have anything but HBO specials and whoever was on David Let. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, we all took this leap of faith and we didn't have people to ask advice for. So when people ask me for advice, like, I want to drop out of college, I want to move to LA, I want to get in the back of the line. And I'm like, get ready to be broke for 10 years. Yeah. And you know, are you willing like, to do it? That's it. I don't care how funny you are. When you get to LA, you'll realize you were the funniest guy in Des Moines and you are fucking. It's funny as a fire in an orphanage in Los Angeles. It's almost like I feel like it was. It's like uh, you get thrown in and you're learning craft on a whole new level. Yep. You know, right? So you do whatever it is, whether it's acting or writing or anything. If you're serious and you want to make a sacrifice, it's a fucking sacrifice. Right. Be prepared to be broke for ten years. Be prepared to sleep on couches. Be prepared to sleep in your car. If this isn't the most important, you know, I I equate it to being a medical student because there's no college for us. There's no college for us. Exactly. So it's like okay. Well, if you are a freshman in medical school, uh, you are 12 years away from having a fucking scalpel in your hand. Right. Yeah. yeah. So be prepared to be broke for those 12 years. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to fucking have a couple funny jokes and like, let me headline. It's like, dude. Skin yeah, I mean, game. you've got to be able to gotta work in a car endlessly. wash for a decade. You got to yeah. be a barista. You got to fucking be a waitress. You got to be a fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, and life experience too. Life experience. That's all it is, man. We get ninety. We get eighty-seven laps around the sun. As an American, with our health system and with everything, different countries have different life expectancies. We get eighty-seven laps around the sun. Period. Why fuck them off, man? Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you like. Yeah. Without hurting other people, in a loving way, dude. Serve your soul. You know what I mean? Fuck who you want. Fuck who you want. Yeah. This is what I told my. Be gay. That's what, you know what I mean? told my Uber driver at the end of the ride when we were talking about <laughs> serve your soul. Yeah, no, you're I mean, telling him about the wife. The, yeah, this guy. You know, he's like my wife, it. and then it was. I mean, we all do it. It's like you start with the excuses, and you're like, yeah, but I can't because of this, this, and this. And I said, look, you asked me, and I'm telling you right now, you're, this is your life. So make the change or don't. But 
I recommend making the change, whatever that is. Excuses like assholes. Fuck them. Right. <laughs> Although this brings us, we mentioned a little bit about our, our theme, which is I kind of had, I had a financial uh, nosedive and I was amazed at how quickly I became like a deflated balloon. What do you mean by that? Wait, explain that a little bit, please. Yeah. Uh, in the last month, I didn't calculate correctly. I'm working on a film. I'm sort of making like this bridge you know jump. Well, you're, you're producing a film yeah right and, and working like you're yeah oh. so i've got like a million projects and oh. they're all you know primed to launch oh. but they haven't but yet. there's that like in between <laughs> space of no. like doot, doot, yeah doot, and i'm like oh no my college loans are due again this month oh you pay those wow good for you <laughs> i do think well yeah maybe i'll stop uh shortly <laughs> but i i you know i had maybe shame around my inability to keep my mood positive but i totally like became a deflated balloon almost instantly. And it was like, wow, the value around money, which was also a complete libido killer. I was like, yeah, I don't care. I don't want, don't even touch me. The stress me. of life and money but will kill and, your libido faster than well, anything. Yeah, barf. As yeah. an adult. As yeah. an adult, yeah. And, and, you know, it is what, it's like the number one reason for the, for divorce, Relationships right? break up. For divorce, yeah. absolutely, money. Yeah. yeah. Money. But, you I know, mean, and I have a theory that I think it's because... Money one, infidelity two. Okay, and I think it's because, like, like I do feel like money is a direct, the way, the relationship we have with money is a direct reflection of our own self, self-worth self system. Well, because we're... Unfortunately, you are 100% right. In and so, capitalistic and I fight market. that every day. Yeah, 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 yeah Same, too. Right? And yeah. so, and Am so I happy or are other people happy with me? Right. That's the fucking dance that you do. Yeah, so and you you're spend, always balancing. You can spend your entire 87 laps trying to make other people think you're okay, or you can say, fuck them, they're just as scared as me. Am I cool? Yeah. Am I happy with what little I have or what a lot I, you know? But I think that's that's an interesting dance because I think we do care about community validation, (sighs) right? Like it's, it's said two comics to each other. Yeah. <laughs> All I, I don't care, care about is whether lasts. you're happy. All I care about, I spent my whole life placating unhappy people. Right. You know, even as a kid, if everyone's okay, happy, but wait, I'm but happy. Wait, but wait, but do you really though? I mean, what do you mean love? Really? I mean, what? placate unhappy people. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is that what you said? Placate unhappy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 okay. What no. did you think? No, I thought you said something else. What do you think oh. I said? I thought, yeah. no, no, no. I Reveal. thought you, I'm I curious. Thought you, I thought you backtracked from what you were saying. You're like, no, I spent my whole life making other people. Oh, oh, oh. So like valid, like right, valuing for, that. Like seeking validation. No, no, I'm like, wait, no. but okay. I walk like, the dance of like, am I happy? And, but my default is, uh, I, you know, I grew up in a lot of, um, I was raised by, you know, every, people that don't know me on, on, on this show, but I, you know, I was raised by lesbians and, but my, till I was 10, uh, my father was like a Coke dealer and a child molester. He raped my sister. He fought me like a man when I was seven. Like, so I grew up by the time I was like eight, I was 30. Yeah. My life experience was through the fucking roof. And, and I grew up in, in the eighties in the Midwest with lesbian parents. It wasn't like it is, there were no scholarships for me. We were worried about like a burning cross in our yard. You know, like Kate and Allie, we had to lie about, yeah, they're just roommates. It's like, well, you have a three bedroom. No one crunched the numbers back then. Right. Yeah. You have a three bedroom house and you and your sister have your own room. Where are these two bitches sleeping? And then, <laughs> right. No or crunches, like no one wants to know. Nobody, there wasn't, in 1985, there wasn't this prevalence. It was very underground. The lesbian gay community was very underground. And that's all the AIDS thing. I've been to more AIDS funerals than the two of you have been to funerals and weddings combined. I lost so many uncles in the 80s. Yeah, wow. It was crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, you know, I was 12 and I had gay parents. And, and they had all these gay friends. And, you know, I was at these gay... I was the little 10-year-old running around these gay pa- parties. You know, you see them now. I really do feel like I was like the Rosa Parks of, like, having gay parents. Because I see these kids and they're so happy. And they don't have to have the secret that my sister and I had to have. Right. You know? Um, and when my grandmother passed away, or my grandfather passed away, my grandmother moved in. So you had your grandmother. So I had my grandmother going through menopause. My grandfather had a heart attack at 50, um, which is probably looming. Uh, we had a... Uh, we <laughs> no, had no, a, no, no. Think have a little more wine. Yeah, positive, positive vibes. Um, and, and, and my sister was going through puberty. So I had, it was like bookended. Puberty and menopause. And then two, 30 you know, 30, 32, 33-year-old women... Um, so, and periods, and I don't, you know, I don't know you guys know, and it is a very open sexual podcast. So a lot of people on this probably know, unlike my sports dick circus that we do, <laughs> uh, periods sync up. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you ain't fucking somebody, by the way, if any college students listening right now, uh, if you know a girl on the 13th floor of a certain dorm and she's on her period, everybody on that floor is on their period and no one's getting laid. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my, that's yeah. my inside tip. Guy philosophy. But what would happen to me? 
was I didn't understand that at 12. Right. And I would come home and there'd be bitches smashing plates over who forgot to record all my children. And I'm like, I don't know what is, you know what I mean? You're like, like, I'll be yeah, upstairs. I feel like every month there's this intense phase where everyone's... Like World War III. And God's I joke know. is that the periods sync up with apparently whichever one is the biggest cunt. Yeah, <laughs> That's sure. what's amazing. I believe that. I was thinking energy So the wise. maddest one is saying everyone should be mad in yeah. the house. Well, I think there's like an energy field and it's kind of like they dominate, right? So you I mean, probably it's is. Just pheromones. Right. It's pheromones. It's pheromones. So putting out the most, yeah. It's like, have you ever been like, I'm sure both of you have... Attracted to a guy where you just can't put your finger on it. Well, of course. You're like, this guy doesn't, he's not my wheelhouse. He's a dipshit. What? Whatever the fuck. Really? Yeah. No, this has definitely happened to me. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why not your love? I don't know. I'm just, I don't know what it is. What are you attracted to? Uh, soul. Uh, This is such a corny answer. I think we all agree with that answer, but be more specific. No, I, 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 um, it's connection. Like, I, like, I'm not, like, I haven't honestly. It's something that I see in their eyes or in who they are, and and there's it's just a feeling that I then feel that's in exactly the core what we're talking of my about. gut. Yep. Like, yeah, you just you get sucked no, into know, that, well, and that's what you want. No, but I know what it is. It's not like this person's a fucking crazy person. Why am I attracted to them? It's no, not, I'm not saying that. Let at me all. say like that. the opposite. When men are pursuing me and they're going, but why? Why can't we be together? And I'm like, I'm telling you, there. I don't even. I don't like the way you smell. I don't want to touch you. you. Can be that specific. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't like the shape yeah, of your well, head. Sure, like sure. you know, be that much, nuanced, yeah. weird details. There's something that is. There's I'm like, a speed I don't want to fuck you. There's a speed bump on your street. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. and yeah, and I'll be. I'm like, there. There and are that's men. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and try to make mean the you're shoe wrong. fit. It means we are gonna waste nine months. Yeah, yeah. it's like our DNA is not aligned. Like, come on, man. We can be cool without you know having to fucking hate. Exactly. Which is my go-to okay. move, by the way. So can I ask, <laughs> is it? No. Yeah, no, I'm teasing. Yeah, I say you're... But I've been there. Yeah, you're a lover. Okay, so what? what so what, you grew up in a household of women. And you are... Uh, uh, three three women. Actually, my four, including my dog. My dog was... One, so well, you had a, did you have a sister? You had a sister? Sister, no? yeah. My sister is my best friend. She's a year and a half younger than me. Okay. Um, and the, yeah, have you broken down how you think it's affected you in your life like growing up with all women extensively yeah well uh, i paid a lot of money to do that for about six years with a therapist and then i started doing it on stage once i was cool with it. nice exploring it you yeah. know i had so much shame in my dad being a child molester i had so much yeah. shame because of the era i grew up i didn't have shame in my family i love both my moms so much to today i mean a woman put me through college that couldn't claim me as a tax exemption they couldn't have wow. a joint checking account and still, that was a family unit. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I have a stand up joke about it, and I, which is like, I'm like, you know, everybody when Prop 8 first popped around were like, that, that's not a family unit. I'm God, me and my sister are goddamn living proof that's a family unit. Right. You know, there's, there's, they, they still love each other. They, you know, they're in their fucking, they're almost in their 70s, you know, 30 fucking years of, it's like, you have commitment. Come Right. And that's not a family unit. Two yeah. people put through college, a very loving thing. A woman that couldn't claim me as a tax exemption put lunch money on my table every fucking day from the time I was 12 and put, then put me through college. Yeah. And, and that's, by definition, it's a family unit. And in a capitalistic country, they deserve the same tax breaks as all these fucking right, child molesters, that. deadbeat dads, all these other people. Fuck the system. Right, a market. By claiming children they don't fucking take care of. Yeah. And 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 the women and the men, by the way, and the men and the gay men yeah. that have done that throughout all these years, you know, they deserve that tax break. So, and and everybody's argument was like, if we have a, a gay marriage, then they're going to start having gay kids. And I'm 44, and I love pussy just as much as my mom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is what it's I, a bond we still share to today. Right. So. No, but I think you hit on a really good point, which is. Um, people want to debate these kind of morals of it and you're like, it's actually about economics. I mean, in my opinion. Like, it's you know, using, you're like, well, that's actually, actually, they want to system. debate things that aren't their business and right. they have no knowledge of and they don't understand. And using economics is putting it in their language because really they just want love. Right. They just want to be in a family unit and love and protect their own. Yeah. Okay, cool. I have a question though and I'm not, I'm not uh, I, I totally agree with all of that. I'm just, as an outsider I'm sure. curious of course like what I mean you are you are you're a very you're I guess my question awesome's is awesome's a bit much but I'm with you <laughs> um, gregarious uh, you, you're a vital man like you're you're, de- you're a man you're a oh, man's sure. man you know so I, I don't feel my, that way but I hear you <laughs> oh yeah. I feel in between yeah okay. I feel more renaissance 
balanced okay, energy. Yes. I, what I mean is that I, is that I don't like I I don't get a gay vibe from you or anything. Like yeah. Uh, I appreciate that, but I do get that at times. Really? But it doesn't bother me. But you're talking about the masculine I feminine guess, energy. Well, I guess I'm just curious. Like, did you um, was did you ever feel like you needed a male influence or anything like that in your life, mm. or was this just uh, bullshit? I've always. Or? That's a great question. Um, yeah. And I've always lacked that. I feel like that. I feel like. Doesn't mean it has to be supplied by a parent. A hundred percent not. Uh, I have. Um, Two people in my life that were the only male influences in my life. Uh, one is still alive, a guy named Joe Nelmar, who I love very, very much. And he was, you know, at the parties we would have and the gay moms and everyone smoking pot. And it's, you know, it's the early 80s and it is what it was. He was a very attentive man who was straight, who was very funny and charismatic and took a shine to me. Yeah. And the guy is still a very good uh, uh, friend of mine. Uh, and an influence in my life. And then my other was my uncle. I had an uncle who was always had my back and he died of Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, other than that, yeah, man, I was always searching for that dude. I, when I was like 10 or, 10 or 11, 12, uh, different friends of mine, you know, fifth, sixth grade, different friends of mine's fathers took a shine to me. Yeah. Would play catch with me, would take me to Cubs games, would do stuff like that because they knew I had no males in my life and uh uh that meant a lot to me that doesn't mean i had that consistently through my life but different intervals in my life uh grown men that are my age right now you know what i mean when you think back and then and like they were in their 30s and i'm 44 they were in their 30s and 40s they would just be at parties drinking and smoking pot like the parties we all go to and they would just see this 12 year old in a sea of fucking cunts be like <laughs> this dude needs to play catch this guy needs to go to yeah, a Bulls game. What did, you, what did you get from those relationships, from those male relate? Was it just like a, uh, a subconscious the, model, do you think? Or? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. actually, that's a w- great way of saying that. Yeah, a little bit of a subconscious model, but also relief. Relief. In what way? Um, because if you only talk to men and you only knew men through your developmental puberty stages, you would love the opportunity to watch a Real Housewives marathon with a couple of 26-year-old women. Yeah, it'd be a whole different world. A whole different world. And going to a Cubs game with a guy when I was 13 was completely different than going to a Cubs game with my two moms, which I did a lot. Hmm. Yeah. But going with a guy where you, you know, where you could like, and look at the boobs on her, you know, it was the same thing with my moms, but I felt a sense of shame or a sense of, Not strictly because of the times, because mm-hmm. right now, you know, you could have two lesbian moms and a 15 year old kid at a Dodger game going like, that girl's pretty. We couldn't say that shit back then. Mm. We couldn't. In the 80s, like yeah. you really couldn't, you know, wow. it wasn't like two, the, it really was like you worried about the Ku Klux Klan being gay in the 80s with the AIDS epidemic and all that sort of shit and Reaganomics and all that. Like it was a witch hunt. Yeah. Say what you want, man. It was a witch hunt. Yeah. It was a witch hunt. You know, and I was a scared kid in the middle of a fucking witch hunt. Totally. Other than that, though, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it made me who I am. I love those women to this exact yeah. moment. And, and, and God bless everybody else that, you know, doesn't have to go through uh, the shame and fear that my sister and I did. Yeah. yeah. A, I, I a persecution. Right. And judgment without a trial. Yeah. Did you? Know, you okay. We have yeah. to take a break, uh, but I'm like okay. totally when, flowing. It's oh, so it's so interesting. Good. Double episode. Oh, I know. <laughs> Can you hold on to it? Yes. Yes. Okay. We'll we'll be back. Uh, we're, when we're we come gonna, back, we tease burning question. I mean, yeah. Ask it now. Fuck it. Well, I know. I'm just. The it's all, we're in the groove. We're, we're in the groove. Do it. Do oh it, no. I mean, I'm no. I mean, it's it's. So I grew up with my father mostly and uh, and I had an older brother who I was like in love with because we had the same birthday and all this and he's a few years older and um, I do have a, an older sister as you well. You and your brother have the same birthday. Yeah. And he's five years older. So I just like admired fuck one time a year. I know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Christmas. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like yes. the winter holidays were born in August. And then it's so my mother and sister have the same birthday. Um, um, wait, so, what? Oh, yeah. I have the most common birthday in the United States of America, apparently, according to Uber Facts. September 16th. 
Which, if you crunch wow. the numbers, is New Year's and Christmas. It's like drunk, exactly. drunk, cold weather fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I'm I'm August seventeenth. You're right there. So then. I'm, it, yeah. Are you so Virgo? Little, Does that make you Virgo? It may actually Leo. Oh, you're right there. Virgo rising, all this stuff. Whatever that means. <laughs> I'll show you rising. <laughs> I love a good rise. I'll show you Virgo oh, rising. Yes, I'm a Virgo. Uh, yeah. On that note, we will we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and talk a little bit about uh, the male dynamic experience <laughs> as a woman. Yeah, uh, awesome. And and other things. Um, oh, write us at the advice at tatalksex.com if you have any comments or thoughts uh, and questions for our um, end of the month episode. There you go. Um, TNA Talk Sex. I'm T and I'm A. And we're back with TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. We're and talk- I'm D. Yes, D- the D. getting our D. I, oh, well, I feel like I like him adding it on. I do too. It's yeah, like a nice, you know. I'm it's letting- like salt in a steak. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, layers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Something like, something Roll like that. Roll on the D. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a t-shirt. You guys can make money on that. I like yes. that. Yeah. We actually, we want to start doing quotes. So we'll, we're going to write that one down. And do it. Um, yeah. I, so I just, I guess, wanted to share my own, like, Growing up with a dad, I, f- I really lately have been thinking a lot about what that balance is. And I realized men, like I rely on men as my emotional support. Like my, I mean, I know everyone Same does, but, but my. Do you have a lot of male best friends? Yeah, that you uh, yeah don't I fuck, do. That you yes. Don't- Correct. I am the exact same way. And I also with women, want, though. I also with, want them no, to I'm respect me in like the ways that men are valued almost like I want to be you would be one of the guys yeah like I want them to be like she's tough she's smart she's cool like you know you can you know yeah you can trust her with anything you and I have always been best friends yeah exactly I always have you yeah and I'm looking for that validation from Jackie Gold uh, Rachel Beeler uh, oh yeah one of my absolute best friends and she and I have been friends for 12 years and every single friend of hers and a friend of mine have like how have you guys not fucked oh right and we've slept in the same bed 15 times yeah, and you're like, I would always house it. sit and dog sit for her like we've helped each other move a bazillion Amazing. times been on the road together a bazillion but times I think this is beautiful because my value to her friendship is more than my value to coming right. or getting laid or kicking over my own sandcastles yeah. and I have hooked up with all of her friends and she has hooked <laughs> up with all of mine so it's sure. like why fuck the goose that lays the golden egg but I think it's cool yeah. that you I feel like this comes from your experience where it's like you've been you learned and you you learned the value of female companionship outside of just fucking and coming and, and having that sexual satisfaction it's, it's so important to me that so I think it that's fucks me up when thing. I don't have it like uh. I need a female best friend because uh, we were saying when we were off air um you know, women say 4,000 words a day. Men say 2,500 words a day. I say like 3,200 words a day because I was taught to communicate by women. I love gossip. I love every <laughs> Real Housewives show of who gives a shit. I, I watch, I grew up, I was taught to watch TV. I was taught to watch gossip. I was, yeah. you know, I communicate like women. So I love nothing more. Nothing makes me feel more at home than sitting at a table with me and my girlfriend and two of her fucking friends and let's talk shit about everybody because that's what women do. Yeah, well, and I men have to don't say, talk, but I also love mm, being able to be with my men friend. Out. Men friends watch a goddamn Chicago Cubs game and nobody talks for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ah. There's a balance of yeah. like who you are and who you were taught to be. Right. I'm biologically a man. Right. No matter how you slice it, I can't fight that. Right. Same I gotta here. beat off every day. I wake up hard every day. I love women. I love pussy. I, you know, I have my own fucking tastes and styles, just like everybody fucking does. Um, but I, I have a respect for women that is, it's not better than a man who normally has respect for women that was raised conventionally and all this. It's just different in a way they can't understand. Like I said, my right, toilet seat's always road. down. I understand periods. I understand. My sister can call me crying every 28 days. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that this <laughs> chick at work was 
fucking with you today but you sound like you don't normally sound right like, when is your period it's in two days but that has nothing to do with it i'm like okay cool all right then this is a non-emergency yeah and i was right you know what i mean yeah. because i get the estrogen dump right no i i mean stephanie i you yeah. know me uh maybe i'm maybe i am overstepping it but i do feel like even growing up with my friends i kind of take i think that i have more of a masculine energy than normal why were you women. raised by your father well, there was a messy divorce and custody and living in different cities. So I have actually have a very close relationship with my mother now um, and love her and value her. But I realized that when I... with your father is what? Is, is emotional support. I call him in need. And that's what I was saying I think is a little unique. Like I, I'm going to call him and talk about my period before I call my mother to mm. talk about my period. Yep. yep, yep, yep because yep. he's going to be supportive in a way that he was through my childhood what's interesting is i have a very similar dynamic with two women and i haven't talked to my father in 30 years so i'm actually in a masculine sense more close to my non-birth mother than i am my mom ah right like so she's your confidant my sister is closer to my mother right now my mother's my best friend but Joy, who that's her name, my father. I uh, that's my father, and she's beating the system because she gets a Mother's Day card and a Father's Day card. <laughs> but you know, Cubs, you know, and I don't know what the score is, and I don't want to look because it will ruin the podcast. Um, <laughs> but if the uh, you know if the Cubs win tonight, you know, I text Joy. You know, she and I talk about the game, nice. the minutia of the game. Yeah, I'm like, dude, we can't fucking our pitching sucks right now. And then the next morning, my mom will text me, "Sorry about your Cubs, honey." Oh, but like oh, during that yeah, night yeah, during the game, me and Joy are texting about the real bullshit because <laughs> I know my mom wakes up and looks at the score. Yeah. And I know Joy is watching that game like, right. What the so, yeah, fuck you're more you know I mean? in tune. So she and I just always had that bond. You know, we were both left handed. Yeah. We both are born on the same day, September yeah. 16th. Oh, my God. Bo- you know, so it's like we're exactly 20 years apart. So yeah. she's wow. 64 and I just turned she just turned 64. God bless her. I just turned 44. And um Nice. Dude, that's just what it is, man. Yeah. There's a lot of motherfucking people on this planet. This ain't like it was back in the 1910s. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, marry this person or you're going to go to hell. And it's like, no, but you know what I like about just this tailor conversation? Tailor your existence to exactly. how you want to be. Yes. That's Imagine what... the Matrix was real and you can pick your. Life is a choose your own adventure situation. <laughs> Not just sexually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, career. Every single thing, man. And that's well, it what totally is. It can be hard, though, because oh, God. society is certain <laughs> ways. And so you have to. I mean, I feel like I've had that fight since I was a kid um, of just. Being, Are your parents still married? My mom died in 2004 of ovarian were, cancer. I'm sorry to hear but that. But they were married until then. Thank you. Um, my dad remarried. Two What's your relationship after, with her? With the, my, the new stepmom. Uh, she's great. You know, I'm so glad. I'm so, so grateful that they found each other and they're together. And she's completely different than my mother. I respect her very much. Different household. Um, my mom was like really <sighs> playful and imaginative and free spirited, total free spirited yeah. hippie, you know, and like. Um, and he's like sensual and so affectionate. We cuddled all the time until we were uh, through adulthood. And, and got to meet, meet your mom. Got to meet your mom. Love cuddling. Look, seriously, I was 21 when she died. Up until then, oh. we would be cuddling on the couch with How my brothers. And, How tough you know, is that? 21 losing your mom. I, I, don't, I think I was prepared for it in some way. It was weird. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What was the dis- distance between the time you found out your mom had ovarian cancer uh-huh. what was she what stage was she in that um, two three so they found out i was a senior in high school right before i left for college and they did chemo they they caught it early they they did well they said ovarian's tough though that's it fucking vicious yeah, yeah. so they caught that it ain't early skin cancer. that ain't skin cancer right yeah. they caught it early did a full hysterectomy just to be saved did around a chemo and then she went she was in chemo when i moved into college Bless her soul, fucking sweet thing. Moved, went to Arizona and helped move me in when she's all like big bellied and blonde. You're bald. Her, you're her I know. daughter. You're her daughter. Ridiculous. My parents didn't come with me at all. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just seeing the you're, contrast of like. Yeah, but, um, yeah no, no. And, I'm, um, I'm complimenting how beautiful that was. <laughs> no, that was, that was, it was very cool. Um, and then she went into remission for a couple years and then. Ugh. 
and then like it came back pretty quick i think when she was that a false sense of hope uh no no were you in college going like i want to live my young life and i don't want this anchor and then when she got that like hey we're in remission did you have this like sense she of freedom? She went into remission pretty soon. Like at, after her chemo, they're like, okay, yeah, it's gone. Great. Oh, okay. You know, okay, and it baby. was, and then she, you oh. know, her hair grew back. We went on vacations and everything. She was mm. great. You know, okay. everything was fine. And then, sure. and then I moved my sophomore year. I moved into an apartment. We were relaying, we were redoing it on our own. She and she and I, and then, um, That's we cute. were redoing tile. And I remember being on the floor kneeling and she was having pangs. And I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, nothing. And I'm like, yeah. what's wrong? And I could see the fear in her eyes. And then she went home and then, you know, told me later that, you know, yeah, she had gotten checked back and it came back. And, and then it was pretty aggressive, but, but it was hope till like even the very end. Like I, I took a semester off cause I just had a feeling, you know, um, yeah. I came home for Christmas and I just had a feeling and I don't think you ever. I never put, allowed it in my mind that a lot like, of what that, death like, of your mother. Yeah, I mean that's I what mean, we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I never okay. like because I was also her primary rock. Like I had to, I had to fight. Like I had to believe that. And then also, you had to be strong, not fight. Be strong. I had to be strong, but I, but and I was also, I'm a, I mean, I was pre med, right? So I'm in the science classes. Like I know this shit. Like you know, I talked to doctors. I knew what I, I'm. I'm reasonable. And when very you were pre med, what did you want to do? I wanted to go into medicine and uh, do research. I wanted to bridge the gap between mind-body medicine. I almost went into medicine. Yeah. If it wasn't for comedy, I would have oh, gone. Okay. Yeah. My uh, Joy, who I was talking about, was yeah. uh, the head med tech of like my entire like Chicago State area. So if anybody got gonorrhea, she'd be like, by the way. <laughs> you don't want to hook up with this girl. Like, and that was like some doctor patient. So every doctor in the entire area would do all these tests and, you know, throw cultures and any sort of stuff like that. And then you rub it on the Petri dish. My non-birth mom was the one that would report the all test. of the results back. She was the head of all wow. the Chicagoland area, Gary, Indiana, Michigan, all that whole area. Anything around like Michigan. Yeah. You know, and she would be like, by the way, you and Susie Jones, I don't know if you know her or not, but she's got full-blown AIDS, so you like don't a, know oh her. You have like a no-go AIDS. list okay, in your bedroom. But like, but right. like, like herpes gonorrhea, I got some herpes gonorrhea warnings about some people that I knew who, you Who know you were I mean? contemplating. Yeah, man. And wow, that takes wow. like... doctor-patient confidentiality, and then there's like family shit. Right, right. And right. it's like, <laughs> I don't want to pay for fu- some fucking gonorrhea... Oh. I don't need some owl's nest in the halfway through your dick getting fucking evacuated. Oh my god! Oh god! Well, that's a whole other thing—the responsibility of you know whatever someone's carrying. Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course. Uh, I forgot where we were going. We I just didn't, no, it's yeah, lovely. Yeah, know, anyway. You know what's funny? This well, no, is you were talking time. about you were talking about like your mother, like her whole thing. Like so, so you're do, well, you're why why? Are well, we talking? but I'm saying she got sick, and oh, then oh, she so, told you, and then it, then it kind of changed your game. No, I mean, I still, I was in, I mean, we, we, we were doing alternative, we were doing all kinds of stuff and, and like there was never any full indication that she was, that like the doctors, Terminal. Ne- it, yeah, the doctors never said for sure ever anything until like, like a month, a month and a half before she died. And so I just had a feeling. She had 50 days. Maybe, you know, like I, I just remember. So, I, yeah, I came home yeah. for Christmas. I, I was like, you know, what? I just have a feeling I should take a semester off. So I did. I just wanted to be with her. I had no. So God, you did that. I know. I had no like thing in my mind, you know, God thinking you, that yeah. she was going to die or anything. And then in a- she died in April, April, April 13th. And so like I had come back. I, I went. Valentine's Day. To the people that don't know. <laughs> right. Is that, maybe I'm wrong. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, yeah so but it was it was fast and yeah how often do you talk to her she was my best friend currently how often do you talk to her oh currently um like verbally calling her mother I mean I meditate a lot and I feel presence there And so, but I don't know if that's her, my guy, you know, I don't know who that is or what. So okay. I, I, I communicate, you know, 
How can you, you talk to her then? Call them. Not, How can not you talk a lot. To her? Not a lot. Get on that. Hmm. It'll make you feel a lot better I mean, and I a lot more bad. connected like, to I your feel, story. Yeah, I mean, I guess I feel like I don't. People are, and you're gonna think that I'm like repressed or whatever, but I'm no. not. Like I don't like. I'm not saying that death wasn't. I, I feel like I have a, a different kind of understanding about death. It, it's all very natural to me. It doesn't freak me out. Like, I'm like... Doesn't freak I, me out either. I'm like, it, I, they're not... She's not gone. Like The only I reason I haven't her, killed myself you know? is because I fear something great will happen and I'm going to die anyway. Exactly. So, like, let's ride it out. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm going to die. Sure. Why die now? If I, Because I'm the kind of fucking dipshit that blows my brains out right now because nobody understands me and then i'm they pull out a winning lottery ticket from my pocket from my dead body right you know what i mean right. i don't want to be that guy no you don't i'm gonna die anyway you know what i mean i even have jokes about where i'm like i'm cool being like the old guy in scary movies so i'm like 67 and i'm like don't go in the woods there's monsters in there Sixty-seven thousand dollars going to the check mailbox all the time. Like that's my line. Cool. <laughs> Everybody is so. Stu- I don't say conceited. Everybody is so obsessed with appearance, how I'm perceived. But then you see all these old people. They don't give a fuck. Mm. They're just they have gratitude for another lap, well, yeah, another day. They've, they've been through this shit. Life is not. But Easy, we haven't. I'll know? tell you this great story. So, yeah. Do we have to take nine more breaks? We do have to take another break. I'll tell you a quick one before the break. Uh, I had to go to... Um, you ever date somebody long enough that you have to go back to their shitty hometown and meet their retarded family and of all of their cunt friends? Oh, you hate it? Yeah. So it's around anywhere from seven, <laughs> seven months adjectives. to a year. You got to go like, hey, you got to come back. It's my grandmother's birthday and my mom is going to meet yeah, you. Yeah, it's a and whole new like, level. Yeah, it's, it's the level change. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's the level change. So when you do the level change, so I had to go to Baltimore. This is like a decade ago. Um, and I do the level change. So it, we, we, I had to go to Baltimore. It was my, this is years. So God bless her. I love her. We're so good friends. Um, I had to go to Baltimore to meet my ex-girlfriend's grandmother's. It was her 98th birthday. So like, 98 laps around the sun. Yeah. Got to meet her. And her mom kept going like, you don't know how many more birthdays she has left. So we go back and meet her. And she was cool as fuck. She was like Yoda. She was wide. She had, <laughs> yeah. think about a hundred laps around the sun, this chick. Right. Almost, yeah. almost, almost. And like she, inside of her was like this cool spirit, like just like a YouTube beautiful young ladies, you know, just like cool and sweet. But if you guys become 98, you're still what I'm looking at now. You're still these curious, beautiful fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah. how it is. But just her shell, like her spacesuit was breaking, like her liver didn't work right. and her shoulder was fucked, you know. Her spacesuit was antiquated. It's yeah. an iPhone 1 when everyone's got an iPhone 7. Right. You know what I mean? That's, what, that's what's up with her. So you got to go, you should be, come back. But at one point in time, like me and my girlfriend and her fucking twat friends wanted to smoke <laughs> a joint and I hated all of them. Um, so we go out and, and my girlfriend's uh, mother is like, just go in the rose garden and smoke your joint. Don't smoke around grandma. She's 98. You don't know how many birthdays she has left. So we went out, smoked a joint, and we came back. I didn't know this lady, but she was so sweet. And I sat, we were all sitting around this big dinner table, and she recognized like that, that we were all stoned. Yeah. Oh, hell this, yeah. This yeah. little fucking beautiful woman leaned into me, and she goes, every generation thinks they invented marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> and I yes. was like, dude. Yeah. Did she have some? That's no, but but she just saw when she was twelve, when her brother, right, you know what right, I mean. Right. She saw everybody, you know. She just had worked through every fucking level of that. Yeah. And I fucked the shit out of her that night. You guys. <laughs> I don't know. She died an hour later, sex. but there's such a like love of I don't know infantil like infantilizing elders, but they're it's like they've seen everything. Like what is that? I don't know why there's that inclination. You know. I, I get it. Like making the. It, 
infant what's the word Inf- infantilizing I, is that the right i don't is know that it? Is actually, that i don't even know if that's amazing. right well the In- word exists what, if but i don't not, know if yeah, yeah. Infantilizing? No, no, that should be the name of this episode no, no infantilize but i think infantilize actually might have like sort of like sexual predator in i into in, in intonations like, yeah. yeah so maybe it's not the right well, word it is a combination of infant and fantasy so. yeah, yeah but yeah, it yeah. is it is too yeah exactly. so i'm like that's that's actually not maybe not, the right but we get what colloquial you mean. yeah like you treat them like an infant and they're fragile well, and well because i did it you know like <laughs> you, an, and you don't fuck them you don't right, fuck them. right 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 <laughs> and it's wrong if you do well unless i don't know maybe they need a little pleasure it feels a little wrong. It feels you know wrong. you could pleasure you maybe like an own meditation uh, a little you know i have a question for you do yes. you do you feel like uh do you think that when you meet the friends of your new partner is that an indicator of the success of the relationship do you think what do you mean by that be specific because like, do you think that if the friends are all twats and you don't like them okay if all oh, their fr- okay. if you don't like any of their friends yeah do, red flag yeah do, do you feel like that has been because a, what we're a discussing- reliable indicator yeah that's dicey because what we're discussing because if i've been dating you in los angeles for eight nine months i obviously approve of you and i care about you but your friends haven't rubbed me wrong right but now i gotta go back to what you ran from yeah right i was going to i gotta go meet your family and all the people that made you not because if everything was so great there why the fuck are you here Hmm. If they're not aware uh, that they ran from it, yeah. I know that sounds bad. I know. Oh. No, no mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, you know, goals, though. Sure. I don't know. I, of course. You know, I, mm, I mean, of course, that kind of statement makes you look at yourself and I go, well, you know, I, but I how had a very often are artistic goals associated family. with a troubled past. Yeah. We're not talking about like yeah, my dad's a doctor, my, resolution. Lo- my grandfather's a lawyer, my dad's a lawyer, I'm going to be a lawyer. We're not talking about the good bloodline. We're talking about the people, the pirates that make a hard left turn from their tragic shit to forge a new life for their own fucking namesake. But not everybody so to go in LA back, is like that. I mean, well, you're but, absolutely right. But like every time sure you got a fucking three and a five and the dealer has a six showing, you shouldn't hit that in blackjack. It's a numbers game. So if I'm 40, I'm almost 45. If I'm at that age, how many times in my 20 years in Los Angeles? Have I been in that situation where I go, this person was running, and how, how many times I've been, this person has a su- successful bloodline to this. I'm a runner. I would assume you're a runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, I'm not a runner. I had a very way, I would say I don't like mean a, a runner in a way. I just mean I have forged a different path. I mean, I wouldn't no, describe you, I guess, Lewis and Clark as runners. Right, But right, we right. wouldn't be in California if it wasn't no, for I'm, Lewis and Clark. I, I'm different. Like, my, like, I am a different, like, cut of the wood or whatever from whatever's back home i just don't resonate i don't you know but but my i guess, but i guess what i was getting at is like i don't know i don't there's no wrong answer there's no wrong answer what i'm saying <laughs> what i'm trying to clarify is that i don't when i say like their kind of family and all this sort of shit like it's gonna take me a year with somebody and a lot of trust and a lot of love and a lot of fucking discussion for go like all right, cool. Then let me take you back to where I'm from and let me show you why I'm here and why I believe in myself now. Right, okay. Because yeah, yeah. I came here as somebody who believed in my dream. I knew I was funny. I knew I was charismatic. I knew I was a good writer. I knew I could act. I knew, you know, all this sort of shit. I'm not saying that to brag because who's ever heard of me? I'm just saying I took that leap of faith right? because I didn't want the future that was given to me. Yeah, to look the same. You know what I mean? Mm. I didn't want to become a coke dealer, child molester, or whatever. I didn't want to become some byproduct from lesbians that everybody thought he was just some fucking throwaway dipshit. I wanted to prove to everybody else that uh, there's a reason to get out of bed and say tomorrow's anything could happen. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. No, that's a, you raise a really good point. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, in a way I had that. It's funny, in, in middle school, I think a lot of the kids thought I would just be this like, drug addict dropout what 
I was really violent as a child, actually. Um, violent? Yeah. I mean, what is violent? I, it's, you're right. There are levels. I When I say that, I'm... I didn't ever draw blood. I, I drew, well, I bit my, I bit my sister once. Yeah. I, drew blood. I bit my sister once until I drew blood. I was, uh, I was super violent. But I would get in fights in the schoolyard with the boys. Violent. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a lot of what tantrums. What does super violent mean? No, hold on, we're listening to tea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did. I guess karate. But I no, I would just I would um, get in fights. You know, with all the school kids. I mean, I bit my sister really hard. I, you know, huge tantrums. Just sort of angry. Like what age? Very angry. Um, During the divorce. 13. Yeah. Like divorce till six. till. So six-ish. Yeah, yeah, before puberty. Oh, I mean, I wow, mellowed out okay. by puberty. Yeah, yeah. Um, by puberty, I was That's trying to fit in and anger. make friends. Yeah, yeah, before puberty is legit non-biological anger. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely the being upended, <laughs> you know, not getting the affection and you're or angry attention about I needed. A divorce. You have multiple factors. You're seven about a divorce. It's just straight up anger and it's straight right. up yeah. like confusion. Yeah, exactly. And, and instability and all this. So, so volatile... And uh, and people were scared. <laughs> it was hard to get an invite to someone's house. Yeah, Me too. Yeah. And spe- oh my god, I didn't know the, we had this. Info. I know this is I funny. Know I never did. And and I. Uh, See what and, I did, guys. Yeah. No, we had one friend. My best friends who I ended up spending most of my childhood with. I Are still you still friends with them? Yes. Awesome. Yes. I always come I up. That. This was funny. I just went home recently and I showed up at her door and no one was home. I was like, oh my God. I was like, where is she? You know, I'm like banging the door. And then I called her and she said, well, you know, my twin sister, she was, so they're twins. You know, she goes, Reagan's at the, at whatever bar. And I was like, oh, where is that? And she told me, I, you know, I showed up at the bar and Reagan's like, oh my God, how'd you find me? I'm like, I know where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I come find you bitch you know? I be watching yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> like working that out you know yeah. uh, like, I'm not gonna wait outside on your porch um, yeah just show up at their house always walked in anyway they they it was their mother who kind of what you were saying about having these men took who took in, a shining sort of. she was like that girl needs a little love God bless those she's people. fine I know I know and it really it takes a really... village to raise an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a human you know what I mean? fucking And I was at, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. All right, guys, we have to take a little break. I think we should. I think we need. We to should wrap. wrap. Yeah. Hey, whatever you guys wrap. Did, break. I, did, did we not get to your topic? No, I feel we didn't. Like I, no, it's okay. No, I feel like I bombarded flowed. this. But no, but it was great. It was better than. A, uh, yeah, let's well, do, let's I know, do this again nice. tomorrow. Yeah. Let's do it again it's tomorrow. <laughs> or we can, or we can, you know, whatever. I don't know. What We're do you want to do? Yeah, we're you know, let's make a date for later. Right, right, right. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, you guys should write in if you have any thoughts about this show, about things in the past that we've talked about, um, or questions you have for advice at tatalksex.com. Uh, what else am I missing? Uh, Instagram at tatalksex. We have fun photos and whatever, so you can follow us and know what's going on in our lives and other things, little gems of wisdom. Other things. <laughs> and, uh, and we've been talking with Jason Tebow from the podcast Punch Drunk sports i would love to do this podcast once a month for the rest of my life yes <laughs> if you guys ever want me we want you 100%. once a month for the rest of our lives i'll do cool. it you're doing really? really? literally i would do this let's I, do someone, it i'm like upset that we're at wrapping no, no, we, can, no, we can start another one yeah there we go it's legit <laughs> like i swear to god like let's this is it. the shit that i need part in my two. life thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this is t and a and d and d and you can find uh, jason um on social media at the at the Teeb on Twitter and um, punchdrunksports.com. You can go there and watch all of our old episodes. Uh, and um, November 4th, I, if anybody listening to this is in the Midwest, I'm at the Tiger Room in Fort Wayne, Indiana, doing my new album, Return to the Red State, four days before Election Day. And uh, that'll be it. So if you're there, hit me up about tickets. Uh, Return to the Red State, November 4th in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And punchhookersports.com every Tuesday from noon to two. Thank you guys so much. You guys are both wonderful, wonderful, beautiful people. So honest and so nice. It's so nice to just talk honestly with other adults. Thank you guys so much for having me. Oh my god, thank, thank you. you. And thank you for thank you for coming on. It's been a real pleasure. Real my joy. pleasure is mine, ladies. Oh, all right. Well, this was another episode of TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. And I'm D.